let's explore medicine and six other spiritual poems. This is Lama Jigme Gyatso. Welcome to Meditate Like a Jedi. Today's first poem, Medicine. A tale is told of a gravely ill fellow who met with the finest doctor in all the land, who gave him a life-saving medicine. When the ill fellow returned home, he placed the life-saving medicine upon his bedstand, promptly forgot to take it, and died within the week. These spiritual instructions, like life-saving medicine, only benefit us when we apply them. Today's second poem, Looking Like. Like many wild mountain yogis of the Tibetan tradition, I have long, gray, curly hair, and I work out. So I go to bed looking like Tarzan with a cane, and I get up looking like a goat electrocuted in a thunderstorm, or like a mad scientist working on his flux capacitor. Today's third poem, Visceral Acceptance. All living beings could be set in one of two categories. Those who are fully enlightened Buddhas and those who are yet to be enlightened. The Sanskrit term for the category of the yet to be enlightened is samsara, and the term for the category of the fully enlightened is nirvana, just like the grunge band. Samsara's defining quality is the habit of reaching for pleasure and resisting pain, like the restless machinations of Palpatine. Nirvana's defining quality is the habit of viscerally accepting all that befalls us, and the centered spontaneity with which we act for the benefit of all, like the, like the way Qui-Gon Jinn flowed with the Force. Today's fourth poem, Inversely. How much suffering could be avoided if men learned to sincerely state, Your mind is effervescent, your heart is beautiful, but this world does not need yet another man whose fidelity is inversely proportionate to his options. Today's fifth poem playfully taunt. I have borrowed an unlicensed image 
to use in my chanting text. In the portion of the, t of the guide where the symbolism of each facet of the Buddha image is explored, I have cropped the image accordingly. Thus, on one page, the entire image is displayed. On another, just the head. On another, all four arms. On another, just the right arm. And as I chant my way through this treasure text, a mischievous, still, small voice within my head playfully taunts, Divine dismemberment? It really is a pity. For all this time, we thought Jigme was such a nice boy. Today's sixth poem, Parve. As a spiritually enthusiastic little Jew, I was happy to keep Parve, the temporary dietary restriction not to eat any unleavened flour. For the seven days span of Passover, the Jewish springtime holiday. Stepfather could not abide my joy, and so we took the family out for a dinner of Chinese food and made sure to order delicious lo mein noodles. On the way home, Sister and I dutifully thanked Stepfather for dinner. Did you like that lo mein? he asked me. Yes, I loved it, was my reply. Good, you just broke parve. It felt like the earth was opening up and swallowing me whole. For stepfather had clearly strived to deceive, trick, and hoodwink me into breaking Passover restrictions. It does not matter that he was incorrect about the role of yeast in the preparation of Lomain. It does not matter that God, if there is a God, knew the sincerity of my heart. Stepfather had maliciously and deceptively undermined my sincere performance of a cultural practice. Evolution, it would seem, has selected for children to be trusting of their parents, regardless of the deeds parents do or the deeds parents deny, gaslight though they may. But to receive blatant confirmation of stepfather's disposition with mother and sister as witness was as shocking a wake-up call as if I had been slapped in the face. A few years later, after much bodybuilding, stepfather delivered his final, literal, slapped my face. I did not lash out physically 
in reprisal, nor did I lash out verbally. Years, years later, mother explained that the aggression communicated in my facial expression so frightened stepfather that he was scared I was going to kill him. Decades later, my former wife explained to me that regardless of how angry I got, I never performed an abusive act nor uttered a cruel word. But she said I scared her with what she called my demon face that only appeared when I was wrestling with my inner Sith. For the entirety of my adult life, I've always sought to avert my gaze from the object of my wrath for fear that, like the X-Men Cyclops, I would communicate such destructive energy that it could be like a psychic assault. Today's seventh and final poem, Not Always. We all hurt others, usually by mistake, and usually with our words. Hopefully when the suffering that we have caused is pointed out, we could exercise the love and we could exercise the vulnerability to take it to heart, to evolve and to strive that we might harm less and nurture more. We all hurt others, usually by mistake, but not always by mistake. Sometimes we hurt others, often with our words, out of malice or pride or self-righteousness or a desire to control. There are some who strive to justify deliberate cruelty by saying that they did what they did so that others will know how it feels. But as adults, we could use words to explain and cite examples and do not have to deliberately hurt another. If your friend or your lover deliberately uses words to hurt you, that is not sustainable. Explain to them and ask them to change. If they change, that is beautiful. If they cannot stop harming you, or if they will not stop harming you, you could still love them but do so from afar. For when we choose deliberate cruelty, we are choosing to live from our brainstem, like a reptile or a Sith. When we choose deliberate kindness, we are choosing to live from our midbrain, like a mammal or a Jedi. Choose 
Midbrane. Choose Mammal. Choose Jedi. Let us conclude with a simple call to action. This podcast will never have any advertisements, so support us monthly on PayPal and like us on your podcast service to help others find us, just as you found us as well. If meditation has felt impossible, boring, or just out of reach, you are welcome to register at buddhajoy.org for the next series of live online meditation class webinars that meet once a week.